Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the show where we talk about musicals, the things they taught us and usually why we love them. I personally love musicals and I hope that you do too. Uh, If you don't, we're going to change your mind today with a special show and a special guest as usual. My name is Miranda Selwood. With me at the table today, it's me, KB. And calling in from home via the Zoom application is our friend... Julie Eisentrager. Hey, Julie. Hey, kids. <laughs> How are you over there? You're so far away. I I'm comfy. I'm toasty. I no complaints. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and we do have a return guest. Woo-hoo. Please welcome to the Macromaphone, Loreen Cooper Fox. Hey, I'm back. Hello. Do you remember which shows you've brought us before? Uh, the Pirates of Penzance and the Pajama Game. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. And uh, quick question: Why does the show you brought us today not start with a P? Good question. Good. I think Puriel's this- wedding. <laughs> Puri- <laughs> We're renaming the show Puriel's wedding. You're terrible, Puriel. <laughs> we could just make it like Perry Heslop presents. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. I like it. I like it. We could make it work. <laughs> Uh, before we get on to talking about Puriel's wedding, um, <laughs> also known as Muriel's wedding, um, we're going to do – we can't do the get to know you quiz with you again unless you want to. No. Nope. Unless you're, like, feeling uh, eh, things have, have changed. You, I think you, I think you uh, know lots about me already. I don't think I need to do it again unless there's anything else that you want to ask me. <laughs> um, I would like to ask you to cast all of the hosts – in Muriel's wedding. That's what I'd like to All ask. All of you the today. hosts. Yep. You can cast Zane too if you want. Yeah. He is here. He is Producer here. Zane well, is in the room. Zane would be <laughs> the most amazing Muriel. Perry Hessler. <laughs> <laughs> You'd make a lovely Muriel as well, Zane. I'm sorry. Look, it's really obvious that I reckon KB would be a beautiful Muriel. Oh, thanks, Meg. And I think that Julie would definitely be able to lead her astray as her best friend <laughs> done actually, it done. yeah actually that's a combination I'd really yes. love to see. we'll that's do it Rhonda. let's yeah. make it happen I've just got to get my Australian accent ready guys <laughs> I, you know mine often whenever I try to do an Australian <laughs> accent which I am Australian but yeah. there's something about that 
you know, you get, get taught really in, in speech and drama mm. to, um, you know, pronounce things quite formally and properly. Yes. Uh, I've never spoken like that in my life. <laughs> but for some reason, whenever I, I am pressured to be Australian, <laughs> you I turn Cockney. <laughs> it's because the accents are very close. They okay. are. They, they, they are. They are. They are. Then one of our original accents maybe, like... Well, Who knows? Well, yes. <laughs> a lot of the first fleet were... Were the convicts? They yeah. could have been Cockney convicts. <laughs> cool. Probably There's a reason for everything. Anyway, sorry. And so the last person, I guess, would be Miranda. And I think that... <laughs> Here we go. Miranda would be a lovely Deirdre Chambers. Because yeah. she would rock the outfits. Absolutely. Deirdre Chambers. I did think you were going to cast me as the mother because that's my no. casting type, right? No. But no. um, she's not drunk enough. Is that yeah. She's not <laughs> drunk. Deidre is. Deidre is, yes. All right, I'll take it. Deidre. Deidre, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. Okay. Oh, that was fun. It was very quick. happy with their roles? Oh, yes, always. always. Marine does it with such a lovely energy that you're just like, <laughs> I will accept anything you give me. <laughs> Is there a part you'd love to play in this show? Well, you know, I think everybody feels like they're Muriel in some way. So I, I would love to play Muriel because I feel like I'm very close to, uh, to, that, to that role. Mm. You know, I feel... Soul, what do you call it? Soulmates with Muriel or yeah, soul sisters? Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. That's spirits. what I was looking for. Kindred spirits with Muriel. <laughs> Connect and empathise with her struggles. Yes. Um, that is a lot of what the show is about: this, um, empathy and you know, understanding other people and appreciating them for what they are. Um, so we're going to get into talking about that in just a minute. But I think we just need like a little bit of music to just get us there. I love that. That is my favourite one of those. That's my favourite one too. It's just so like, yeah, energetic. And, and you have like two options. You can go with the accents in your dance moves or you can go with the... I just love that everybody gets it and dances to it. Like every time. Without fail. We do like to boogie on in the studio during our interstitial music and we hope that you do the same wherever you are, doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. It's a great one for car dancing. Absolutely. Also the Chicago-esque one is probably my close second close again mm, i always get some strange looks <laughs> <laughs> or if i'm arguing with you on the car radio and i'm going no or something like that <laughs> what are you saying the special little bubble that is our car yeah. surrounded by glass i think we often forget anyway um let's talk about muriel's wedding so lorraine is there any um why do you love this show i love this show because well i loved them i've always loved this movie and then my most amazing the most amazing singer then who I love which is Kate Miller Heidke wrote this show with yeah. her husband Kia and I'm a big Kate Miller he- he- Kate Miller Heidke fan. so excited I can't pronounce it I know so when they combined att- those two powers together that you have in fact always yeah. <laughs> you may have been her first biggest fan I I think Maybe. I remember having never heard of her and you saying to me, you have to listen to all of her music. It's amazing. She's just got such 
great comic timing in her songs. And, um, yeah, we used to go to uh, pubs around Melbourne and, and see her perform live. And, you know, you can't do that now. You have to go to a theatre, a packed-out theatre, and try and get tickets, and they're usually sold out. So, you know, we got her in her younger years, and, um, yeah, she's just so clever with her words and the way that she expresses herself. So to combine those two things together was just amazing. <laughs> it's a life dream, you know, yeah. to have your a great movie and um, and a great singer put together um, a musical. So I was really excited when it first came out and um, couldn't wait to go to see it. So that's why I chose it, because I love it. <laughs> and I wasn't disappointed. And you have seen it in many cities. I have, yes. 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 And yes. um, so we need the plot. We need to understand what happens <laughs> um, in music. It's It's very similar to the film plot, I would imagine. I mean, I've also seen it. It is similar, but um, they actually ended up changing the end of the show. Um, they also changed a lot of elements um, into modern times. So they used hashtags and they used um, the fact that they were communicating by text and, you know, had to really um, bring it to modern times because it was uh, 2000, no, 1994. The film. The yes, film. 94. Mm. The film. So we <laughs> had to really bring it up to modern day. And, and um, that, that early 90s really was, like, it was basically still the 80s, guys. Basically. Like, <laughs> as far as fashion sense and things go, you know, things, um, it, society was evolving still at that that pre-internet rate so you know that early 90s period is is just before we hit that boom of social media and stuff so it was an interesting choice for them to take the show and not keep it where the movie is and all the nostalgia with the film is yes, yes. and pushing it right up to present day but it did give them scope to do a lot of new things with it which kind of was smart yeah so i don't, I don't know it, no i think it's really good because i i I go back to that feeling that Muriel's with us all of the time and she can be in any age time. Like, she's a timeless character herself. So being able to bring her into mm. modern times makes her more relatable to to you. So Do you think – sorry, I'm get, we are going to get back to the full plot. <laughs> you have not escaped the <laughs> elevator pitch oh, plot. You have not. But just while we're on this, because this is how my brain works, um, do you think that that means the show will date more easily? Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I think unless they're willing to keep updating it. For me, the social media influencer aspect of it is a trope we're seeing a lot in musical theatre at the moment. Dear mm. Evan Hansen, Be More Chill. It comes up a lot in these contemporary musicals. And I do worry that maybe that, I mean, technology moves so quickly and trends move so quickly that unless Muriel's in the next decade or whatever the remake of the musical happens they do it again and remodernize it again each time it comes up i think it will date. will show its age yeah mm. we'll see anyway two minutes are okay. you gonna time oh it gosh. i've got the timer ready i'm a bit scared because in the past i've just you know <laughs> raveled through the plot and i've never had to do it so quickly so no, i'm gonna just, try to it's a plot you know very well it's true you just rattle through it the same way as you always oh, did but faster okay okay <laughs> All right, three Two, one. Okay, so our scene is set in Queensland, the sunny set, um, sun, sun, sunshine, no, sun, 
Gold Coast and um, Muriel's at a wedding. She wants to fit in with the group and um, she catches the bouquet at the wedding um, because she wants to be married and be cool like all of her friends. Um, but she gets caught at the wedding um, wearing a dress that she's actually stolen. And um, when we meet her family, we see they're a typical Aussie family <laughs> um, with uh, three layabout kids and a downtrodden mum and a father who is a wannabe politician and um, we find out how uh, Muriel fits into this family um, that her mum is really um, wanting to be on her side and encourage her uh, but obviously her father puts her down a lot so Muriel really just wants to change her life. Um, That's halfway. <laughs> Almost. This is halfway through the show. This no, is it's a short show. Through the show. Oh, oh, wow, I've got to hurry up. Okay, so uh, Muriel wants to change her life. She goes away, um, follows her friends to Hamilton Island. Uh, while she's there, she meets up with her friend from school, Rhonda. Um, they basically become friends because the bitchy girls cast them out and they decide that they're going to um, change their lives uh, she's stolen a credit card from her parents and when she gets back she's in trouble so she flees and goes to Sydney and thinks she can change her life in Sydney where she meets a guy and uh, he wants to be with her but she just wants a better life for herself. Her friend uh, <laughs> falls over and gets sick and... Um, Ten seconds. Oh, no, Muriel can't face her life so she tries on lots of wedding dresses. Um, I missed out the bit where she... Makes up a guy that she was going to get married to. It's it's a like once you start explaining it, it's a complicated. It's so complicated. But there's a deal that struck right. Like there's there's a bit of a like we need we need some like visa action happening. So maybe if you marry this guy, that's right. So the the swimmer comes in and um, she has a deal with this swimmer where she um, marries him, has her dream wedding, basically casts out her friend who was very sick and her mother comes to the wedding, she casts out her mum as well and then she lives the life but it's not really real. Her mum dies, she goes home and this is where it changes from the movie in the end because in the movie she comes home to her mum's funeral and she runs away again but in the musical they change it slightly where she actually stands up to her father and says our mother deserves more than this which I think is also a reflection of herself when she finds herself she feels to herself that she deserves more as well and Mm. she doesn't want to see herself end up like her mother and I think that was a really nice ending to the musical like it's it, an updated yeah. it made her it redeemed her a little yeah. and she she really doesn't get that in the movie no. she she's she does a lot of horrible things yeah like she Muriel just, spends she's the whole show do, well it's not even spoiled brat in in a sense because she's not spoiled like she's she's not getting things handed to her on a plate or anything no. but she's she's but a bit she also needs to check her privilege accidentally <laughs> yeah she's very selfish i think yes. her dealio yeah. is that she lies so much that she needs to keep up with her lies by stealing and etc to try and fit in with this group she doesn't really belong with it's the other group that is more privileged than she is so she feels that like she has to you know overcompensate and she does a whole heap of horrible things to try and be like people who maybe come from 
a wealthier more. family. Or yeah, more. like right Whatever. at the start, she has to steal the dress to go to the wedding and feel like she fits in. Yeah, yeah it's that social she- comparison thing that we're all a bit of a victims to on social media. That you know, you feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses, you have to be just like everybody else to fit in, and so she's a bit of a victim to that. But through that, she is very selfish and mm. um, yeah. I think where the end of the musical differs from the end of the movie in having her, well, in having the character Bryce to begin with, when I first saw the musical, I was like, I don't know if I like this. Like she, she's a villain. Like Muriel in the movie is a villain that stays a villain. Really. She doesn't really redeem herself too much. Um, But in the musical, she kind of has this great redemption. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know, like, or like, it's just like another one of those musicals that, like, we just have to have a happy ending. Yeah, like, well, I, I was keen for a sad ending. This is actually one of my favorite musicals, by the way. Putting it out there, yeah, Top five. which is rare. So, Green, well done. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the other thing is that she ends up with the boy in the end, yeah. and I actually that was the one thing that I thought they could have left out of of mm-hmm. the musical because I felt like this was more about friendship self-discovery and yeah. I don't think a yeah. boy has to make that you know make your life you know that doesn't yeah. round off your life or make you the person that-, that you are they do approach it in a different way though she doesn't go back to him and say okay like they don't get married in the end yes, and live happily no. ever after yes it's-, it's kind of inferred though it's one of those things like we're riding off into the sunset because we're going to live happily ever after forever but I think that's just what we we get in entertainment as a girl who doesn't have a lot of self-worth or self-confidence at the end of the day, if she gets the boy, then that proves valid. It. She's valid, <laughs> and but it's it, not the, I, it's not a new thing. Not that I agree that it should happen. I was yeah. the same when after I saw the musical Julie, where I was like, oh, I wish that Bryce had just realised that she's bad news. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt sorry for that. him. Yeah. 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 You yes. can um, you can treat people like trash, and it's fine. You'll still get them in the end. <laughs> I like, mean, gross. Uh, yeah, I think in some ways also in the movie her her journey travels onwards it doesn't stop there whereas by rolling her up in a nice little neat parcel with mm. Bryce at the end it's kind of like oh this is the end oh, of her journey there's no I hadn't there's thought no of that sequel to this yeah there could have been a sequel to well, the no, film just that she she <laughs> keeps weddings <laughs> return of the Bride? <laughs> Return of the Jedi is what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Maybe, I Maybe I was. Um, but it's interesting. The, I didn't find any fun facts on the musical, but there's plenty of fun facts about the movie. And, and PJ Hogan was involved in both. So um, Muriel was based a lot on his own personality. But the story... Um, was inspired by his sister who embezzled 15 grand from their father and then disappeared to Sydney to live with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, whoa. (laughs) $15,000 in the 90s was quite a bit of money. (laughs) Sheesh, yeah. Um, Let's have a a quick chat about the music and then we're going to move on to the next segment. Um, Rude. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. The next segment obviously being... Bad reviews with Julie. Yes, yeah. obviously bad reviews with Julie. Um, <laughs> there, I I do love the production of this show. Yeah, I I very very much. That but Sydney the transition was like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, and I really do think that the the color and vibrancy mm. of the production, the energy, and there's a lot of dance in this show. And when you just listen to the soundtrack, you you might not assume. 
that yeah. it's a dance show. It's a big dance you know, show. But it is actually a big dance show. Um, listening to the soundtrack is a very different experience to seeing it. This yeah. is one of those shows. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that I sort of was listening to the soundtrack today in preparation for this and something that hit me that I finally realised was that a lot of the music was written in and sounds like Kate Miller-Heidke's voice. Yes. Her voice is in the way she speaks and sings mm-hmm. as well as occasionally literal tone of her voice. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of her personal influence in the music, but she wrote it with somebody else. Yes. I do think that there is a lot of his influence. And I don't know if you've ever heard any of his music that he's written, but I do hear his influence through that music. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't know what something's happening. Something's happening at me. I think Julie's <laughs> doing uh, Julie, are you doing something on camera? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Julie. I am. What I'm are you doing on Zane feed me? Oh, <laughs> you're weird. <laughs> distracting. Um, this it is very business. distracting. Um so yes, I do I do hear both of that influence of, of Kia's music come through as well. Um he, he wrote um or he was part of a um I don't know, it, was a, it wasn't a band, whatever you want to call it, called Fatty Gets a Stylist. And, okay. <laughs> and there's a bit of influence from that music, I think, in the musical as well. Of course, they write a lot of Kate songs together as well, but yeah. I can tell between something that I think that would be more influenced by Kia than by, by Kate. <laughs> but maybe that's just because I know it so well and, um, and I, I know their styles. Because to me, it's, it all blends pretty seamlessly yes but some of it is does sound and feel more musical theater and then particularly the solos and duets sound very kate 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 (laughs) pop music yeah um what's your favorite song what do you like oh my goodness um i definitely love sunshine state of mind (laughs) that's really i love that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i also love sydney so oh but then i also love (laughs) i have so many um, yeah, the friendship song, um, You're Effing Amazing. I can, can you swear on this? I don't even know. You can now. We'll put a little E on it. Definitely, you know, one of those songs that if you've got a friend that you really feel that about, you should sing that song to them. <laughs> See, oh. I, I think the opening is the only song I don't like in the whole show. Really? It is a strange way to, when that's the first hit you get from the musical and I'm not a massive fan of the Australian accent. Um, <laughs> it definitely does set you up for it that. Does, like, yes. get ready. You're like, I this was is like, what it's going to sound like. Oh, two and a half hours to go. <laughs> I did love that. Um, like right from the beginning, that's a very true to Gold Coast Queensland accent. I'm like, very yes, guys, you are crushing it. Yeah, it's true. So that horrible. Is- I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love Amazing. That's that's oh, right. And yes. um, just Steph Jones's voice in that song is like perfection. When yeah. we saw it, I was just like, "Yes, yeah, Steph, you're ama- you're amazing." <laughs> um, but why can't that be me? Is the one that I'm like, I have oh, talked to oh. myself in that way so many yes. times. Just and the when you second act, yes, one. yes. And when you find someone who makes you think opposite about yourself, it's hard to let that person go. And it does make you question a lot of things, but every time I hear it, I'm like, <laughs> yes, Muriel, I'm with you. It's okay. I'll hug you. <laughs> That's the one that sticks with me. <laughs> um, I, I rem- like, I'm trying to remember from when I saw it, mm. I actually really enjoyed, like, the, the Sydney transition, that whole yeah, thing yeah. is very colourful movement, exciting. Um, and 
the choreography and it, like all the design, everything comes together in that. And you're like, that's wow. what this show yeah. is. Yeah. That's yeah. the centre of what this all flows from from me but um I actually really enjoyed the more musical theatre moments I guess like um her dad's song about building porpoise progress Progress. Progress. like just because they sort of say this is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) here it is and they're like girl the trio of girls just being like you're not in but it's like very like what is the name of that song can't hang Um, can't Can't hang. hang Yeah, yeah, that's I, my favorite song. I love so Cartman. Every good. time it comes on, banger. The um, yeah, the rap though. I mean, it's <laughs> this little tiny chick, white chick, rapping like that, and that's why I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. great. It's great. I love it. One thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that Abba just is weaved through this show. Yeah. Because I mean, it fits her. Kate Miller Heike has really taken the Abba songs too weaved these songs in and made them work beautifully and it doesn't seem yeah. out of place like abba doesn't seem out of place against kate's music. abba abba is abba is literally yeah, abba weaved is through the show there. <laughs> that's what i was just abba's music i rushed through the plot so much i didn't even get to mention abba um, yeah. so muriel uses the um you know the music of abba and the, brand, the music of, of abba <laughs> to make herself feel better and yeah. um they they live in her imagination yeah. and talk to her <laughs> of course um, they're delightful yeah but it was they are delightful because they tried to get the rights for the music for the movie and at first abba was like nah and then pj was like i will fly to wherever you are and i will meet you in person and i will beg you to let me use this music and they were like okay but as long as we can have a uh, cut of whatever you make profit wise and it got to a point where this movie became so popular they were like oh (laughs) how about we do something and then we can sell it as a product using our music and Mamma Mia was written oh wow so Muriel's wedding inspired (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) Mamma Mia (laughs) oh well yeah Um, but um, I think the best use of that is actually when she comes back later um around the the, the way the ABBA figures and the ABBA music yeah. is used with her mother. Her mother, yes. And yes. At the end, I, that, yeah, that was beautiful. Heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. heartbreaking. ABBA has never been so heartbreaking. <laughs> um, anyway, we do need to move on. I yes. like, surely we could all talk about this for hours. <laughs> but um, I am known for long episodes, so let's move on quickly. <laughs> Julie? Yes. Are I you ready for bad reviews with, with Julie? <laughs> So this is an excerpt taken from performing.artshub.com. Oh, this sounds legitimate. First of all, please tell me it was difficult to find a bad review of this. It was very hard to find a bad review Thank of you. this. I, I did a very deep dive into the internet to find one cranky guy. Um, this is written by Richard Watts on Tuesday, the 2nd of April, 2019. So Which makes me think it might have been the Brisbane production. Yeah, it would have probably been Brisbane. By April? Yeah, it sounds good. So this expert, I can't even, (laughs) except what lets the musical down is its tone. It lacks emotional depth with only a handful of scenes wielding any real dramatic heft. And its original songs are serviceable but forgettable and do little to advance the plot 
or reveal the inner lives of the production's many characters. The contrast between Miller Heidke and Nuttall's bland compositions and the ABBA songs which pepper the score is especially stark. Though the decision to have actors playing members of ABBA on stage is an inspired one. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to agree with the last point and that's it. It's really interesting, though, because I feel like they've written the family in a very similar way as the Wormwoods Tim mentions Wormwoods in Matilda. Like, they are very caricature. They're very over the top for a reason. Because you're not supposed to empathise with them. Because you're not supposed to empathise with them. You're meant to... That's meant to move you more towards the characters that they want you to focus on. And I think they... That also emphasises Muriel being more human. And different. Mm. And so different to her family, which is why she wants to get out. Interesting. And I think that review also highlights um, another another case of maybe not a musical fan reviewing a musical. Yeah, maybe he's a fan of the movie. Or maybe he's a fan the of auditioned. the sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to say he auditioned and didn't get it. That's it. That's what happened. Um, probably because he didn't do enough acting through song in his. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for that, Julie. So welcome. <laughs> We're going to move on now. We're going to listen to a little bit of interstitial music, which may or may not be the Chicago theme inspired one. I don't know. Just then can even tell which ones are on which buttons anymore, but I'm requesting that if you can find it. Um, and then we're going to talk about what lessons we've learned from Muriel's wedding. Nah, that's it not it. It's the dun, <laughs> There you go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. We'll play it later, Zane. We'll you play had it. One job, Zane. <laughs> had one job. So well, what did what did we learn from Muriel's wedding? Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And you can only change from who you are, not the place that you're in or the people that are around you. But you have to be the one to change. Yeah. Make those decisions to change. <laughs> you don't have to move to Sydney to do no, it. No, you don't. Um but if <laughs> you, you might are have to. Depending on your situation, you might have to. Yeah, yeah you may, I guess. You don't have to try on a lot of wedding dresses no. to do that. <laughs> yeah, to and that's creepy. <laughs> Putting it out there. Creepy. It wasn't hurting anyone, though. It wasn't hurting anyone. Apart from hurting anyone, people just creepy. in the, in the just wedding shops, maybe. <laughs> they were just like, time. oh, why? I thought we had a $15,000 sale today. <laughs> oh, but another beautiful moment in the show is when Abba is dressed in wedding dresses. That was kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> even the boys. Even, even the boys. We <laughs> learnt that we have to put actual Abba into every show. <laughs> <laughs> I learnt that sometimes Bjorn looks better in a wedding dress than I ever would. <laughs> oh, my. I'd forgotten about that until you mentioned it just now. And now I'm enjoying it all over again. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of, a lot of like underlying messages mm. generally about acceptance, the importance of friendship. Um, and, but for me, it all comes down to that feeling empathy for people, trying yeah. to understand people's different struggles and help them through instead of judging them for it absolutely and we yeah i think also putting it into this modern context pays off and particularly in the time we are at the moment is we quite often are scrolling mindlessly scrolling comparing ourselves to what we're seeing on a screen and you like in the song why can't that be me you're like 
she looks like me. How come she has a hundred thousand followers? There's why why can't what? Oh, I just don't understand. How come that chick has a boyfriend and I don't? Like it's you can and you go over yes. these conversations you had constantly, constantly, where she's just like, oh, maybe this isn't healthy, and it's something that we know. We know it. We keep doing it to ourselves. Yeah, but we <laughs> know it. Not to. It's I mean, difficult but that not song to. is so succinct in like telling that that story, that exactly. story that we all have all been through. Yeah. It's beautiful, you know. Yeah. Does it provide a solution though? Not at all. No. No. And not no. At, because it goes so one. far too. Yeah. Like she takes it to the extreme, and so I think maybe it's that thing of us looking that at that, being like, "That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing to want." Yeah. and would hopefully deter you but then we go into isolation and my screen time went up five hours a week so <laughs> only five hours a week you did a break yeah, no. good job it went up five hours, like five hours. <laughs> so yeah i i think there is a lesson in there that maybe it will take longer for us to to learn slowly but yeah 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 anything else julie no no problem I learned that Julie can like a musical. Julie saw this. Did you see this three times, Julie? No, I saw it twice. Twice. She went back. That very sharp. rarely happens. For, for a musical that I really didn't like, <laughs> when I heard the soundtrack and only the soundtrack, I was like, I can't deal with these accents. I can't do it. <laughs> but then I saw it on stage. I was like, get it all about me. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Yeah. It's such a different experience to see it. Yeah. It's so energetic. To, to experience yes. it, yeah. to be part of yes. it as it happens. And you get to see Dave Eastgate as a swimming coach, <laughs> which you don't get to hear in the soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you get a really hot swimmer with oh his shirt God. off for this almost is the, the entire show. It's the guy who played JD in the Heather's Touring show. He's and like, not enough of him in it. So attractive. Yes. That I'm like, why isn't this character bigger? <laughs> why have we waited this He's long to tall, KB. He's so tall. I have problems. He's brunette and tall. Yes. That's all I need. He's also a great singer. He doesn't actually get to sing no, that much in this that's show. Right. He played he JD to... and Heather's. Yeah. So he has like a amazing. crazy, amazing voice yes. that you never hear. <laughs> crazy. Yes. Crazy. Very crazy. Cool. Um, all I, right. I just want to pay tribute though to the three amazing women who played Muriel in this, in this show because – all of them were really embodied a new kind of Muriel. And I got to see it twice and I got to see um, two different Muriels and they both played the character of Muriel, not the same as Tony Collette, which is really yeah. easy to do to look at Tony Collette and say, I can do this. But they each had it's their not own. Written like that. <laughs> no, no. no. And they played their own version of this character, which was just beautiful. And again, I think it comes back to Muriel being, you know, in us all and they played that. Yeah. to their own strength so yeah. you know I really loved that and I think that this show yeah, you know, lends say, that yes Julie was it you who saw two different murials in the in same the one in the, in the one show, show? <laughs> so I I saw all three Brisbane murials because I'm the first time I saw it I saw the understudy and the swing I think in the one night <laughs> one act and, and one act wasn't it uh, I don't know when they swapped I couldn't tell I I wow. literally until the very end of the curtain call I was like oh what that was two different people <laughs> how did I not notice I was in row T and the person behind us did throw up on our chairs so I was a little <laughs> distracted um <laughs> could have been during the vomit that I didn't notice the changeover um and then the second time I saw it I saw um 
the chicky babe who who played her, you know, Adelie. seven Adelie. times a week. Adelie, Adelie. Yeah, so I saw three Muriels in the space of two shows. So That's I amazing. only saw The Swing. I oh, didn't, did you? not even the understudy. Only oh, the you swing. didn't see Ashley no. or I know, Natalie. Um, oh, wow. She did a beautiful job. The the scene work, the singing, everything, except she was thin. Ah, uh, yes. But I think that they have a fat suit, like a, a – She oh, was thin. She still looks – it, it doesn't matter if she's got a fat suit. And which, which also wouldn't bother me because the show is actually a lot more about her – not having self-confidence yes yes then what she yes. actually looks like yeah um except that lyrically there are there There's are so references to, to it all the yeah. time and i'm like <laughs> don't you sit there on that stage and tell me you're fat when i am 16 times your size yeah i that so, was the yeah the swing definitely had to wear a fat suit because i was sitting next to my friend who's a ballerina very very tiny little waif of a person and she goes i'm so offended that they keep calling her fat because my ass and thighs are like two times that size <laughs> yeah i was like no, i mean to be fair she beautiful is the swing so she has to play all of the roles <laughs> yeah well she also plays um any of the three girls um who the, do the need to group. be yes like <laughs> tiny very tiny, tiny with yes. large uh, breasticles um <laughs> I but anyway, we've gone off lessons learned a bit here. I guess Should we learn that we we all take offence. <laughs> Never take call yourself fat in a public forum if you're not. Because people, <laughs> even if you are, there'll always be someone bigger than you who's angry at you about it. And on that note, let's cast this mofo. to that one as the urine town inspired that's what work. i was thinking <laughs> oh, i just think of it as a spooky spook Ooh, the spooky spook see everyone hears something different isn't music wonderful <laughs> it's wonderful i'm casting zach efron in the role of alexander <laughs> the swimmer, the swimmer. <laughs> good one really good one he just has to walk on shirtless a lot and flex a lot and does he has have, an accent does he have shoulders for a swimmer does, does he, he does he have what now? the shoulders for a swimmer do we care? <laughs> he doesn't actually have to swim. You're looking at his shoulders. Actually, that's one of, the, one of the design parts of the show that I thought was really good. The the swimmers diving oh, off the yes. blocks. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. Really good. Really good. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. So much to love. Um, who else? What else? Who else? I'm terrible oh, at this part. I'm terrible at this part too. I. Who's a Muriel we all want to see? I think I really enjoy uh, people we don't know in the role of Muriel. And even though Maggie McKenna's mother is very famous (laughs) in Australia, we hadn't really seen a lot of Maggie before she played this role and has gone on to the Dear Evan Hansen national tour in the US and wonderful things after. So I kind of like that it's it's a relatively fresh out of uni kind of... Well, I realised researching this that when she was fresh out of uni, she was actually fresh out of an American university. She came home to do this. Nice. That's the way to do it. And then went back to the States. And then went back to the States to do... Make the contacts there, then come back. (laughs) Jeez. I mean, it's the smartest. I just told my students to do the same thing. I was like, if you want to work on Broadway, then you should be studying in America. (laughs) I wonder if they'll pick her up for the Broadway, for the American 
um, Muriels. Muriels because – Ah, so another little fun fact. It actually was supposed to tour North America after the first run and it got – it. there were some clashes in dates and it actually got cancelled. So – and then um, just recently um, Kate Miller-Heidke was supposed to be in America at the moment – doing it and and like workshopping it over in america and because of covid it's all got you know done but i I believe they're interested you know if there seems to be a lot of interest from america do they want to workshop it to do they want to do like american oh look i hope not (laughs) because american kath and kim did not go well it did not but priscilla did really well priscilla did right so i think that that's where it's um strictly ballroom also did quite well the story doesn't need to like it's it's an Australian iconic thing, Muriel's wedding. Yeah. It is, and um, but you could just as easily set this in California. I would like to see an Australian musical I on watch, Broadway. I watch American musicals all the time, and I'm fine with it. So they're just going to have to get on board. <laughs> but I it, like, Lorraine says, uh, Kate Miller Heidke's got to go over there and workshop it before they can open it. Is it because they want to change it? Well, I reckon maybe she didn't say workshop, but she said... workshop the Australian accents on those American actors. (laughs) Well, then they should come here and learn it. Just hang out on the Gold Coast. They should. Guys, just get it real nasal. Just get it right in there. Um, Just... Just put them in a shop in Kavaz <laughs> and be like, just work here for a just while. Flash and literally everything. Every vowel make it flat. Gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going back to casting, oh, um, Ray Meager and Tom Oliver, um, our favourite uh, American, uh, American Australian dads on <laughs> Home and Away and Neighbours. Um, we're up for the role of Bill Heslop in the film, wow. and I would like to see them <laughs> at some point play. You want Alf to yeah. play. The- yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. Right. right? See he it. just did Priscilla, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. Oh, really. and does that draw a crowd? Well, it does actually. It does. Like, do you even know what you're seeing? No, you're just here for Ray. Cool, cool, I cool, would cool, have cool, any. Cool, cool. Like, there are a lot of people up for lots of roles, and in 1994, they were up for different roles. But like. Peter Rosenthorn was up for some roles. Like he was up for Perry, but maybe we'll put him in Bill now, you know? Like, <laughs> I, there are like a, just any move them all the, up a run yeah. and then let it go. And just let it go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I would also, I personally would really love to play the sister because I think that's just a great gig. Right? You're comfy. Oh, One, yeah. you're comfy. <laughs> Two, She you're... works hard though. She plays a lot of roles. That's not the only role you play in the whole show. I know, but it's a great time, you know? Yeah, and she gets the iconic yeah. um, saying, doesn't you she? You were terrible, Muriel. <laughs> and just over and over and over for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone cheers and, and loves yes. that one line. <laughs> Every time. Every, Every time. time. Uh, anyone else or shall we move on? I've got a fun fact about casting, though. Okay. Um, did you know Pippa Grandison, who was in the original movie as mm. one of the bitchy girls, actually then went on to play the mum in the stage show oh. in the latest tour? So the did most recent? See her? Yeah, yes. Pippa Grandison. That's so awesome. um, She was fantastic. She was amazing, yes. And I think it's really awesome that she got to be in the movie yeah. and then, you know, still stay a part of it. By Do you reckon she had those those three girls just at her all the time? Like, so should I do it like this? Yeah. So should I, <laughs> what do you think about this? I think that's the thing that I like the most is that this, the movie, the cast of the movie were really behind the musical. Yeah. Like, I know Rachel Griffith went and saw the show. 
Like it's not. It's just nice. There's a little like family that keeps just building and building and building. <laughs> I think when a show, when a like the story like this is so much about the importance of friendships and connection yeah, and so yeah. you you, you can't help but build a little family around yeah. it. Anyway, we're I gonna would move like on to see if we could put the original cast in the adult roles of this show <laughs> and they're just newbies. <laughs> I know you hate me doing that. But I'm, I'm going to let you anyway. have it. Okay, it's late. This episode is long, as is my way. Let's do top fives. <laughs> we found <Yes>. it. <laughs> Top five Australian musicals. Do you know what? I am dreading the day the Castle the Musical comes oh, out. No. I'm dreading <laughs> it. It's That's coming. A rough it's, day coming. Day. it's coming. It's coming. It can't be. It, That's it a just rough can't be. It, it will. It will. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know what would make a great musical, which I would much rather see before I saw the castle? Cracker Jack. I knew no. you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew, it, in my brain it went Cracker Jack. No, no, no. no. Love one... Cracker Jack. Oh god, I can't think of the name of it. The one it's it's all um Australian male comedians and they used to be in a boy band and Takeaway? No. No. And then they get back together as like oh. Fat Pizza is the only thing coming <laughs> to my head right now. Oh, I know the one you mean. Boy it Town. Had... It's boy called Boy, boy Town. Town. Yeah. Yeah, Boy Town the musical, yeah. make it happen. Thanks. No. <laughs> uh, okay. back to top five. Not top five. My personal top five. Mm. Julie Eisentrager's coveted top five. It's a, we've covered so many shows, and I think this is the second one to go on that list. She's so yeah, in little shop. <laughs> yeah. um, top five about friendship. Top five friendship, friendship movie musical. Friendship. I'm gonna friendship. say top five location transitions. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. It doesn't always get done well. Like Miz has got like. Twelve of them well, done well. Done <laughs> <laughs> well. Without using a revolve. Without huh? using a revolve. They do use a revolve. They do. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't this show constantly on? Yeah. Actually, is it? It's, I don't think it is. I think it's on it's, trucks. It's the it's um, all the things moving. The in. screens from the side and the top oh, and are constantly no, no, no. moving. She does have a revolve, and it's on she a revolve. Walks on, on a revolve, revolve. Yeah. because she, she walks on, on it, and you see like the the door changes from one side, and then sort of meets up with her at, at one stage. So but the yes, rest it is. of it's yes, coming it on. A lot right? of it is, yeah. She's There's a lot of movement yes. in the set. Necessarily I would say top five openings of a show. Like the way this show opens yes. up. Like, oh, what? <laughs> Strong, strongly disagree. Oh, I don't. actually, actually, um, the opening of both acts scares the bejeebus out it, of the entire audience. I did jump yeah, at the great. opening of Act 2. I jumped at both, both of them. And I actually held, when I went to my friend um, in Brisbane, uh, I actually held her drink for her because I just knew it was going to end up all over my lap if I didn't. So I'm like, let me just hold That's that for amazing. you for a minute. It's kind of worse if you know it's coming and you're anticipating it, though. Oh, yes. I loved when, it. When, 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 I like when, a little when, jump fright. That's me, though. For anyone who I, hasn't seen it and doesn't know what we're talking about, we're not going to tell you. No. That's no. the one thing no. on this show we're not going to spoil. <laughs> no. We will. We we'll spoil the ending of everything, but we're not <laughs> spoiling this for you. Just be prepared. Don't hold your drink at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and do. maybe or go do. to the bathroom prior to entering <laughs> the theatre. <laughs> um, um, top, top five. five. Give I me think say top, top five 
Australian movie to musical? <laughs> sure. Because there's a few. I, I actually actually don't like movie to musical. I, I really don't like it at all. So definitely it's on my top five movie to musical. I can't really think of other... Any others that have done well? I don't... Yeah, I just haven't really... Yeah. Singing in the Rain was pretty good. Singing in the Rain was pretty good. 42nd Street, yes. also a banger. Mean Girls, not too bad. 42nd Street, Mean Girls. Just here to prove you wrong, Laurie. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for coming well on done. the show. Well done, well done. <laughs> Heather's, obviously. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> I mean, that's a Special given. place in my heart. All right, last call for top fives. I don't got it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> top five uses of ABBA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what about top use of um, using a camera on stage through Ooh. the musical. You don't see that very often. I would agree because Bad Out of Hell does it very poorly. Oh, really? Very, very poorly. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, the use of that technology on stage. It, it is done pretty well. Yes. I wonder Ooh. how often it breaks, but anyway. <laughs> I would also say top five non-obtrusive like audience participation, participation. <laughs> again <'cause> they're <laughs> there and they're participating but they go into the wedding but i think they pay for that ticket they, they do. definitely they do, do. Yeah. but it's it's um not as expensive as an actual ticket and you get to sit at the back for most of it because you miss half the show yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> you get you taken out the whole second act or i think no, you get no. taken out just prior to the wedding yes. but you miss like the two scenes before and the two scenes after yes. while you track to the backstage of the of Q-Pack, Especially which is Q-Pack, a like, yeah. mousetrap. Yeah. So and in other theatres you may miss less, but yeah. at Q-Pack you probably like an it's hour each way. Yes. Yeah. But another unique thing yeah. that they do in this show, and um, it's funny to watch the faces of the people on the stage trying to act, you know. <laughs> <laughs> While very trying enjoyable to watch else. the show. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit there and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. All right, and on that note, we will end this episode um, <laughs> talking about Muriel. It's definitely my fault because I feel so passionate about we this musical, it. so I can talk about um, it forever. Anybody wants to talk about it with me, feel free to give me a call. And <laughs> um, so, Lorraine's phone number is one 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 five five five. They all start with. Um, so, thanks for coming on, Lorraine. Uh, thanks for having me again, guys. Oh, anytime, <laughs> mate. Anytime. Do you have anything you want to? No, I don't think so at the moment. Um, Lorraine has an amazing business. If anyone uh, would like photography done for anything ever. You want your headshot done. Definitely during this time of COVID, it's the time to do it when you're not doing anything else. We'll do headshots. And you want a good photographer, then hit up CF Photography, guys. Oh, yeah, Yeah. good good one. (laughs) CFphotography.com. Com. Dot .au You'll find us on Facebook. I was getting there. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes, won't we, Zane? He's nodding. He's nodding. He's nodding. It's okay. It's nodding. okay. Um, Lorene actually does uh, all of our photography for um, 24 Hour Musical as well. And we've always been very, very pleased with what Lorene, Stefan, and various others of your team who have <laughs> joined us at various times um, of capturing our live shows. Yeah. And that is, it's a special skill to get that right, it to is. deal with stage lighting and and get catching the moments. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I know. It actually it's makes all me about feeling the moment. It makes me angry to see how many amazing photos there are and thinking, I could never do this. But then you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. Every time you look through it, you're like, oh, another one, another one. Yes. Um, 
Definitely hit them up. Yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. So um, headshots or once we all get back into it, if you need somebody to to catch your live shows, um, they're great at that too. I've done a lot of plugging for you. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Well, you're wonderful. So we need to like repay the favour. And if you think we're wonderful and you'd like to repay Lorene's favour, you can do it by going to (laughs) patreon.com. You throw us a couple of bucks a month um, and you can have access to a whole bunch of extra um, material, extra stuff, um, bonus episodes, bonus episodes. Mm. Um, You will not know what the Miranda and KB musical show is all about <laughs> if you don't become a patron. It's really good. I can vouch for it. I'm a Patreon member and uh, I love it. Yes. We love you. Yes. So um, <laughs> if you would also like to be as cool as Lorene, um, you can both be a Patreon, but you can also get in touch if there's something you want to talk about. If there's a great musical you want to mm-hmm. hear us talk about or even something that you're perhaps involved with and mm-hmm. you want to yes. get on and get an episode, Bit you can always contact us um, at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on our socials, all the regular places, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, j- just search for Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know um, or at Musicals Teach Me. That's what we are on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I actually did all the play. You did Yay. it all. The only thing I didn't mention is Zane and That's Not Canon Productions. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by That's Not Canon Productions. Did I do it? Produced by Zane. Produced by Zane. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. Thanks, see Weber. Yeah. Um, he's not a mic, but he is very ecstatic to be here. Yeah. And do you know what I can see in his eyes, Miranda? What? It's that 1,000 patron Necronomicon <laughs> deal that he made. He's it's just been, sitting there, right he's there. He's been I can practicing. See it. I see it in his eyes. This oh, is he's his playing that play <laughs> out music. Uh, my name is Miranda. That's KB. <laughs> and Julie was here via Zoom. Thanks again, Lorene. Have a Thank great you. time, everybody. Okay, bye. 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 Serena, I have just started a new podcast called Love Stranger. It's all about interactions with strangers, uh, random passings, ways that people have affected people uh, drastically. We talk about everything from guardian angels to people who were just really, really kind to people who were just absolutely kind of nuts. Um, it's a great time. Uh, you get to hear some really beautiful stories, some really heartwarming ones, some really what the f- ones so please join me then uh they'll be releasing every friday and i hope to see you then except i won't see you because it's a podcast podcast. (laughs) that's not kind of productions podcast ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 